0: Hello, hello, hello. Uh, this is our Tuesday night webinar, which we share up on our podcast as well. And that is my fun digging me that we are live. Uh, so tonight we have an awesome topic. Uh, and it is how to be a professional dog trainer. And this is something that I get asked usually weekly. Uh, hi, Terry. Terry's just joined us. Um, I get asked this weekly on how to be a professional dog trainer, or I'll have people tell me, you know well, I help people train their dogs. um I've helped people train their dogs before. Um, I'm like a professional or my all time favorite well, I've had dogs my whole life, well, you know. I've had my heart my whole life. It doesn't make me a cardiologist. Um, I've had a head. I'm not a brain surgeon. Um, And just because I've had a car since I was 16, I've actually rode in one since I was just a few days old coming home from the hospital. It doesn't make me a mechanic or somebody who knows anything about cars. You know, I'm kind of lucky that I know where the gas goes. My husband usually fills it up for me. I don't like monkeying with that stuff. It's not for me. So just because you've had a dog your whole life doesn't make you a professional dog trainer. Uh, So that's what we're going to talk about today is what it takes to be a professional dog trainer. Uh, Because guess what, guys? The Internet, Facebook, YouTube, blogs, everything is full of people giving advice but that advice isn't always the best advice to give, okay? And I see this all the time, um, people giving out misinformation, people just giving out just plain old bad advice, and um, sometimes they act like they're professional trainers, and sometimes they, they say, I'm not a professional trainer, but this is what I've been doing. Um, so, you know, we want to talk about that tonight. So, the lots of people, want to be professional trainers. Why is because they think that we get to play with puppies all day long. And they're like, I want to play with puppies all day long. How fun would that be? I don't want to be in a boring office. I want to play with puppies all day long. And you know what? I don't blame them because that's my job. I love doing what we're doing. Uh, Con-entrepreneurial minded. I've had my, I've had little businesses before. Um, I used to decorate cakes and candies. Uh, I actually helped pay for my wedding by teaching a sign language course to emergency personnel. Uh, so that that was kind of cool, right? Um, babysat, of course, you know, a lot of us, especially a lot of us girls, babysat uh, growing up. So, you know, I, I kind of get the entrepreneurial minds, but there's so much more that goes into being a professional trainer. It's not just, I think I'm going to be a professional trainer today when you wake up in the morning. But you know, the scary part, guys, is sometimes it is. Did you know there are no standards for being a professional dog trainer? So you could wake up in the morning, say, I'm a professional dog trainer. Let's see, dog trainer, whatever, right? You know, like Jimmy Bob dog training. And look, I've got a website. I made up business cards. Here's my one dog, or maybe I don't even have a dog. And see, I'm a professional trainer. And people do that. And it's super scary. And like I said, people spur on the misinformation, which is even super scarier. Um, But, but... There's a lot of people, too, who are amazing dog trainers out there. So it really is you have to do your homework when it comes to dog training. And that's one of the reasons, guys, why we are so transparent, why we have our podcast, why we have our webinars, why we have all the YouTube videos, why we're on Instagram, why we share so much. If you join our email list, which if you haven't joined our email list and you're not getting our weekly newsletters, go to our website, which is Dream Canine, That's D-R-E-A-M, the letter K and the number nine dot com and put your email address in. That's all you need to do. And you're going to get our email series. You're going to get a text from us. You're going to get our email, our weekly emails. I send them out on Sundays and I share stuff. So I want people to know me. Um, I share stuff about my dog, stuff about our personal life. You know, that's what we want. I don't want you wondering who I am. Am I the crazy person who's not really a dog trainer? Because I am. And a lot of people will tell you we were in an event a couple weeks ago and someone said that um, they were interested in learning how to be a behaviorist because that would be really cool. And they love dogs. So that's what you're gonna hear a lot of times from people is I just love dogs so much. I just love dogs so much. Well I love my car, my Jeep is pretty awesome. I really love my Jeep, it doesn't make me a Jeep expert. Even though I've I've read quite a bit about it, I haven't even put gas in it yet. You know, like I can start it up and make it go. So I'm not a Jeep expert. Um, Same thing with this. You know, like running water and TV, I've had my whole life, I have no idea how that stuff works. It just happens, uh, which is really nice. Um, So with, that. How do you get into dog training? How do you become a professional dog trainer? So I'm going to share with you my story first, and I'm going to answer some questions. I'm going to tell you what I recommend doing for this. Okay. So how I got started into it is always love dogs. We've always had family dogs. And you want a funny story? When we lived up in Connecticut, it was, I was between the ages of 10 and 13 years old when we lived up there. Well, when we lived up there, we got a dog from the shelter. Her name was Cody. She was gorgeous. She was a brat. Um, She didn't always like people. She wasn't aggressive or anything. She just didn't want to listen. She didn't care. She, you know, she's basically a cat, but she was a dog. So my mom was like, what do you do when you have a dog who doesn't listen to you, right? You take her to training classes. So I went with her, you know, my dad was at home with my younger brother and my younger sister. And so mom and I went to dog training classes with Cody. And I remember they were in a room with a bunch of chairs and you had to push the chairs up against the wall and you had to walk your dog around in an oval, like a circle, but bigger, right? You had to walk your dog around in an oval. And mom worked with her, you know, through the week, but mom had, my brother was 10 years younger than me. So he was a few months, like six months old to three years old whenever we lived up there. My sister and I were in school, but still, you know, mom took care of the house, took care of my brother, took care of us. I don't know how much time she had to do dog training, but out of all the dogs in the class, Cody failed obedience class, right, which was a joke, um, you know, uh, for us, you know, like she failed obedience classes, uh, but that was our, my first experience with a professional trainer, right, and, and like I, I went with mom, I hung out, you know, there, I gave my dog treats, dogs, I said, always love dogs. Um, We had a dog when we lived in K- Kentucky. Uh, Rich and I were married. we have been married for a few years. Uh, Luke was born. We bought a house. You know what happens whenever you buy a house and you've loved dogs and you haven't had your own dog because the apartments didn't let you have dogs is you go and get a dog. So we went to the shelter. and We got Abby. Um, Abby, I actually wrote about her. So if you go on our website and search, you can find Abby's story. Um under the blogs, and I go in in detail about Abby, but I got her off leash trained. We would walk around the the town ta- it was a small town, right walk around town with her off leash um she could go outside and potty and come back in off leash, which isn't a big deal, except we lived about twenty feet from a pretty busy roadway. never an issue like she listened beautifully, except Abby had severe separation anxiety, as in she's in the house we're outside talking to neighbors and she destroys the window frame she destroys the um, drywall around the door you know like she would go absolutely bonkers we put her in a crate she busted out of the crate bloody she was bloody the crate was all bent up Uh, and guess what The sit down come stay stuff like I said she was beautifully awfully trained. it didn't make a lick of difference so okay there were no trainers around for me to ask what was going on. YouTube, so this was, what years was this? Early 2000s, right? So Luke was born in 01, so this was probably 02. There wasn't a lot on YouTube in 02, right? So we'd go to the library, we had dial-up internet, so we'd try to find what we could online, order books, forms, YouTube, Yahoo groups, right? But it wasn't enough, and then I found Cody, um, when we lived in Maryland a couple years later. And uh, I think '03 or '04, found Cody and so got her, did the training with her from VHS tapes and books. And she did great. I did great. Like, like, I've already trained a dog off leash, trained, you know, walking around city and in, in town. Um, and Boo had a much better state of mind than Abby did. So Boo didn't have separation anxiety. Um, Boo, however, Siberian Husky had didn't want to come and call, didn't like the cats, didn't understand that you don't go potty in the house. So, you know, we worked on all that stuff, plus the behavior stuff. And then as Luke was little, Luke was young at this point, he was like a year old or so, two years old, maybe. um, We'd go to parks, city parks, for him to play on the playground equipment there. And I'd take the dog with me and uh, take Boo and people would comment and ask questions. So I'd be like, you know, helping him out with what I knew. I ordered books. I'd read books up the wazoo watch as many videos as I could, you know, try to learn as much as I could about dog training and behavior. And uh, we moved down here and the same thing. And I had reached out to other trainers and none of them could help me with, with boo with the service dog training. They didn't even respond back to me, which was just rude. So I was like, huh? Oh, okay. Um, so came down here, and joined the dog club, the greater Gainesville dog fanciers association, cause they had group classes and none of the other trainers in town were returning my phone calls or my emails. So we we started going to to there, learned rally had no idea what rally was, uh, within, probably within six months, I'm co-teaching the classes with the instructor, um, found a gentleman who taught tracking, so I worked with him and co-taught tracking, uh, you know, worked with him privately, uh, with Jedi, my German shepherd, she did amazing with tracking, that was probably 12 years ago or 13 years ago or so, longer, no, it had to be longer than that, I don't know how long ago it was, it was a long time ago. Um, so, so, you know, I worked with other trainers, right? I never did Petco classes, I never did PetSmart classes. Um, the only really group class, one that I did were these tracking classes, the classes at the dog club and whenever I was up in Connecticut. Um, but what happened? How did I get into it? Because what I'm telling you right now doesn't make me a dog trainer. Well, I remember once I was getting my hair cut and the girl starts telling me about her dog. And then her dog had an issue. I'm going to say it was jumping up on people, barking at the doorbell, something, something like that. So, you know, I went home and checked out and wrote her up a little like training plan, right? And went back and gave it to her that evening. And she was still working there, so she loved that. Um, and then, because I was a member of the dog club, people started sending people my way. Go to the dog club meetings tonight. Go find Vicky. So that's how I actually got started. Is people started sending other people to me. I had been helping out friends, family. Um, People I just see on the street who'd see me with the dog would come up to me with questions. So it's not like I didn't talk to people about dogs. And because I was housewife at the time, right? I had Luke. um, And so I was mom and housewife. uh, You know, I, I brought my dog with me everywhere. She was my service dog. Of course she went with me everywhere. And with Luke, we went a lot of places. It's not like I had to be in an office all day, you know, like we were out and about in the community. So as people started coming to me with questions, people started referring other people to me. Like that's how I became a professional dog trainer. Okay. That's, I worked a lot of dogs up to that point. It's not like I just did my dog and talk to people. Like I'd help them. I'd be like, you know, bring over your dog. Let me see what's going on here. Um, you know, a lot of people, and I do recommend work with as many rescue dogs as you can with Luke being so little, I couldn't go to the shelter and um, volunteer because Rich was working. So we didn't have someone to watch him. I have no family in the area. So I couldn't just, you know, drop him off and say, you know, okay, mom, I'm going to go volunteer at, you know, the shelter for a couple hours. Can you watch Luke? But I do recommend that you do that. Um, And then since then, because we had such a hard time with everything, we've mentored quite a few people on becoming trainers. You know, we've we've worked with them. They've shadowed with us. They've come down and shadowed with us for, you know, like a week. They've uh, worked with us, you know, on a daily basis. They've worked with us on a weekly basis. We've done quite a bit since then. And so we have like a what we consider how to be a professional dog trainer. And I'm going to share that with you in a minute. So right now I want to go through and read the comments. Michelle says, I love training dogs, but I don't like dealing with the people. You know what, Michelle? That's a lot of people. I want to, I want to train dogs because I love dogs and I don't like people. Well, guess what guys? Dogs don't have credit cards. Dogs can't write out checks or get money out to pay you. So you do have to have fantastic people skills to do dog training. And that is one of the reasons why when we do events, I always have rich there because I can have kind of resting bitch face. He doesn't. He loves talking to people. Whenever my disability kicks in, I kind of, I'm done, you know, and I, I'm not, yeah, happy, happy Vicky, right? I'm I'm done and I need to nap. Um, so it's not always the best whenever we go out and do things and I'm there. So we usually do take two cars so I can leave whenever I'm done, but he can be there because he is fantastic at talking to people. Um, Karen gave me her Wonder Woman, right? Um, Cheryl, hello Cheryl and Nicole and everybody else. I see we got a lot of people who have joined us. So uh, so yeah, so that's how I got started was that word of mouth referral, but not everybody has that option. So what do you do if you would like to be a dog trainer, right, or a service dog trainer, but you don't know how to get started? So the first thing I'm gonna tell you is, if you have a dog, that's great. If you don't have a dog, I've got something for you as well. But if you have a dog, Take your dog and train your dog as much as you can. Like, take your dog through everything that you can. Um, If that's going to classes at PetSmart or Petco, if that's looking in the newspaper for a trainer, who has a newspaper anymore looking on Facebook for a trainer? Um, Working with somebody, doing an online course. You know, we do have our our courses are all online as well. Our service dog courses, our pet dog courses, uh, potty training stuff and essential oils. We have all four of those online. You know, just work and get your dog as far as you can. Okay, especially if you only have one or two dogs. It makes it a lot easier than if you have five like we do right now. So you want to get your dog as far as you can in training. And whenever you've got taken your dog as far as you can, if you've been working with the same trainer or you've been working with a couple trainers and you like it, talk to them about it. You know, hopefully if you've been doing all these classes, they know you, they know your commitment. And that's actually how we hired on a couple trainers when we were in Gainesville. Actually, three of them were hired on because of that reason. Four of them right, as I'm thinking here, we had hired on because we saw the commitment, we saw how amazing they were with the dogs, and we're like, do you, five of them, five of them, do you want to be a dog trainer, like, is this something that you're interested in, and, you know, most of the time it was, yeah, I kind of do, and I was going to talk to you about that, Uh, so Carrie uh, actually has her own business in in, um, Ferdinand Beach, um, Florida, Mm -hmm. and she started by coming out to us to work with one of her dogs, so she made the well, hour and a half, two hour drive from Jacksonville, past Jacksonville to Gainesville to work with us every week for a couple classes. So after she did two sets of classes, our, our classes were four weeks each. Um, I talked to her about it. I'm like, are you interested in doing this? And she's like, yes, I am. You know, she also had read a bunch. So she came in. Um, she was listening to some of the podcasts. So she came in and we could talk about that stuff as well. So I kind of knew she was interested uh you know in, in some of the others the same way uh they came in and you know you kind of know the people who do the homework the people who are super excited and you know if you're looking to get into it or if you're a professional trainer looking to hire somebody those are the best ones to start with because they're already passionate about it and then they get paid to do what they love eventually, which is really nice so what we would do would be for the group classes um they would help they would sit and them pay for that, of course, because they, you know, prospects at the time, but if they were interested in getting into it, then I made them sit through the classes and just watch, take notes if they want to, but just watch and see what happens. After a set of classes doing that, then I want them to pitch in and help out if they felt comfortable doing it, okay, because we'd have like 15 people in the class, so like we'd go around and check callers. we'd go around and teach, sit, you know, we teach, sit, and we go around and help people teach, sit, um. Somebody would maybe the dog would have an accident. So someone would have to go and help clean that up or hold the dog so the people could clean that up. So, you know, just like pitch it. And since we ran multiple classes a week, it's not like this took four weeks now and then four weeks and then four weeks. Like they could sit in on one on maybe Sunday and then like Thursday night actually help with it if they felt comfortable. I never wanted to push people past. But I also didn't want people to get to the point where they're like, I don't think I can do this. I don't think I can do this. I can't do this. I want them to get to the point where they're like, I could totally do this, right? So as they're doing that, then the next step is, okay, you know what we're doing this week because we had it week one, two, three, four. Like we knew exactly what we were teaching. We had it scheduled out. We almost had it scripted. It was, you know, that because we had done it so many times, Rich and I. Um, So we'd say, okay, what part do you feel comfortable teaching this week? Do you want to try? Okay, you could do the welcome. You could do the conclusion or you could teach. We usually would break it into three or four sections what do you feel comfortable teaching so as they got comfortable speaking in front of a group which can get difficult you know it just it it progressed on from there they would come and they'd help out with the board and train dogs uh you know when they could so some people could only do weekends um like Carrie from Jacksonville did like every other weekend she'd come out um because she couldn't do every weekend because you know family business life Um, so she'd come out every other weekend early to help work the dogs um, she'd come out and you know, pitch in with classes and stuff. Sorry about that, guys. Um, so we we do that to we help mentor because you know you need to, you need to to pass it along, spread the love. Um we've had other ones who they can't do the groups at all, so they'll come out and work with the boot camps. We have some who can't do the boot camps, so they'll come out and just do the groups. Um, because of what we're doing now, it's a little bit different. Uh, you know our group classes are one to four times a month um, up in the villages and it's not the scripted class anymore it's kind of a let's see what you need so I think having both well, and the privates so having all three of them really helps um, the group classes are great for finding new trainers so that's why I always recommend people take the group classes take them through everything if you like the trainer talk to them about it if you're like I like this trainer more than that trainer. You know, like I've done a couple classes with this one and a couple ones with that one. And I kind of like this one more. Go to the one you like the most. Or then move to somebody else and and work and learn from them. Now, some people have you pick up poop first. You know, it's just one of the perks of the job. You think you play with puppies all day long and you don't. You pick up poop all day long. And whenever they have accidents and they pee everywhere and they throw up because you fed them whatever, you know, it's, it's part of what happens it's not just all fun and games Uh, so I want you to do that I want you to go and work with the professional trainers who have been doing this see what you like see what you don't like what is successful that they're doing what is not successful that they're doing one of the things we were doing was a different workshop every month we tried that for a while and like so we did tug workshop which was a huge hit we did potty training workshop which about half the people who registered actually showed up for Um, we did one for getting your dog ready to go to the vet, which we were only charged like 10 bucks maybe for these workshops. And you would think that everyone with a puppy would do it. Mm -mm, No, I think we had four people come. So, you know, we try things. Um, we try like a tug club for tug work and bite work and stuff. Um, we do the service dog stuff. So like we kind of threw things against the wall and see what's stuck right um and and that's part of what you have to do as a service or as a dog trainer is you've got to see what you enjoy because guess what here's one of the great things about working with the dogs being a professional dog trainer is there's a ton you can choose from do you want puppies do you want behavior issues do you want aggression do you want shyness and fearful dogs um do you want out of control boisterous dogs do you want adult dogs or puppies do you want to do agility confirmation um obedience, AKC obedience, rally, therapy dogs, service dogs, um, dock diving and swimming dogs, you know, what do you want to work with? Who do you want to work with? Do you only want to work with golden retrievers? Do you only want to work with, you know, German shepherds? Do you only want to work with pit bulls? You can be very specific about what you want to do, what you're good at. Um, So we've had trainers who they're not good with the aggression stuff, but they're great with the fearful dogs, right? Right. We've had great ones who are great with puppies, but they're not great with service dogs. So we, you want to encourage and you want to admit what it is. And in the beginning, when you're first starting out, you're like, any dog's my any dog, any client is my ideal client, like anything. And then you start getting the clients in and you're like, mm, this isn't my ideal client. Mm, I don't like that they did this. It drove me crazy. I really didn't want to take this client in, but I kind of needed to fill up that spot. I took it and it was a headache and I'd rather have not had the client in in the first place. So as you do this, you get to fine tune it. So one of the things that we're kind of known for is our service dog program. So we have an amazing service dog program, but guess what? The service dog program has grown and I actually, what is this, September? It's actually the program itself that we have now is less than a year old. Guess what we were doing before. We were doing it a la carte. So you can do like the boot camp, you could do privates, but it wasn't as many privates as you need. Um, there was no online class. Our online classes actually just started up in January. Jan- um, December, I started finding out about how to do them because I wanted to do online classes. And January, we recorded everything. We might have started in December, but December, January, we recorded everything and got it up. So And then we did for the service dog, and then we did for the pet dog and the behavior stuff. So I like all three of them. I like dealing with the pet dogs. I like dealing with the behavior issues, and I like doing the service dogs. I like all three of them. Um, I like puppies. They're fine because if we can get them in the future, especially with the service dogs, a lot of times we start out as puppies. I don't want to just do like a couple puppy classes. Like that's not fun for me because I don't get to see what happens when they grow up you know, but the service dogs, we start them at eight weeks old. Um, I don't do agility. I don't do confirmation. I don't do obedience. I don't do rally. I don't do bite work. I don't do shit under IPO. I don't do that stuff. I don't do protection dogs. So when someone calls me up and they're like, I want to train my dog to protect me, you know, I can talk to you about it, but that's not something I do. So you're going to have to find someone who does that. Um, you know, it's just, it's how we we have found. So that's one of the things as you're looking at becoming a professional dog trainer, you don't have to do it all. Start and try different things and just see what you enjoy the most. I love my service dogs. I love them. I love the pet dogs, getting them in where they're driving you crazy. And then, you know, after working together, like they're fantastic. I love most of all the ones who are like wild and crazy and out of control on a leash. Um, and and just like pulling you over and just being a jerk on a leash. I love those. Uh, So, you know, and you can have multiple loves like that, but you can't be everything to everybody. Uh, So you're, you're going to, as you're doing it, you're going to find who you enjoy working with the most, right? Who your ideal client is, Um, which, but you know, I noticed a lot of the times whenever we have people leaving from evals or discovery sessions or, meet and greets or, you know, the, the sessions, I'm like, I love this client. Like my clients right now are the best, you know, like the ones I've had in the past and the ones that I still, you know, and still talk with them and everything else. Like I have amazing clients, you know, friends and family now, um, because of it, Um, people that I wouldn't have met if I wasn't a professional dog trainer. We do recommend if you're interested in service dog training, service dog training is a specialty. You have to do regular dog training first yeah because if you can't teach a dog how to sit how to stop a behavior how to encourage a behavior how to get a behavior you can't teach a service dog because they need to know that stuff and it's not as easy as like i can train a dog to sit like we've had dogs for whole life i'm going to be a service dog trainer it doesn't work that way either guys you need to uh you need to know what it's all about so if you're looking at being a service dog trainer now you need to understand what's involved with that. And it's not just, the dog's just with them all the time and like they do things. No, there's so much more to it than that. Uh, you know, how you're going to have to help them deal with um, confrontations, you know, access issues, uh, how, how well their dog is behaved. And it's not just, you know, the dog has to be okay. Like service dogs are the best trained dogs out there when they're trained right. That's the key thing when they're trained, right? Sometimes they're not. Sometimes they're obnoxious. Sometimes they're aggressive and they're not service dogs. Um, they can't be service dogs at that point. Uh, but you need to know the basics and then move on from there. So you always need to know the basics. Um, you're going to want to, if you want to be dog training, period, right, you need to train your dog to the highest levels that you can. That doesn't mean that you're getting AKC titles. You should at least have the Canine Good Citizen. But um, you don't have to go and get, you know, um, obedience trial champion. No, it's different. Train your dog up. The dog is amazing on leash and off leash. Um, walks at your side, no problems whatsoever. Crowd's not a problem. Fine with dogs, fine with people, fine with cats, fine with everything. Cars, not, not fearful, not, he's trying to kill me. Um, the, the dog needs to be trained out very well. A couple tricks are always fun too. Um, but you need to do that with your dog when your dogs fantastic, right? You're going to ask neighbors, friends, family members, if you can train up their dog or so many rescues now need foster families, foster a dog and train them up and that'll help place them and that'll help get your groove. So if you foster up a dog for say two weeks, and you train him some of the basics and he gets adopted out because he's amazing. And you get a new one in for two weeks. So you can really concentrate your time, what you're teaching, what's working, what's not working right on getting these foster dogs. And they're kind of your Guinea pigs instead of friends and family, or in addition to, you can also volunteer with these rescues with these shelters. They always need volunteers as well. Volunteers to walk the dog, volunteers to help out at adoption events, you know, go out there and work with the dogs. Uh, and that's a great place to do it. You know, you it, it is a great place, Zoe. Don't tell me it's not. Um, so so it's it's a fantastic starting point for that career and decide if you really want to do it. It's not just playing with puppies. It's picking up poo, cleaning up the vomit and diarrhea. It's the business end of things, too. Now, you can work for somebody else and just train dogs and deal with that. But then there's also the business side of it. Insurance. Um, we have an LLC. So we have the limited liability company Incorporate it, somehow protect yourself, right? Um, there's the advertising, there's the getting in new clients, there's the keeping the clients, there's the making up marketing materials. Um, there's the putting together the online course and the books like what we have, there's doing the weekly webinars and podcasts that I've been doing. Uh, you know, there's putting together, I don't have it right here in front of me. Um, we're Going to the conference, um, IACP conference in two weeks. So in two weeks, we are not having a Facebook Live because I will be at conference. Okay, so I don't think I will. I might do something short and it might be at a different time, but I will be at conference um, in two weeks from today. So we have um, we have that stuff going on, and so I made um, two different types of uh, postcards. One of them has our oils on it that we like for the dogs. You know, like our board and train ones, our crazy dogs, our shy, fearful dogs, our aggressive dogs. And then the other one's about our service dog online training program, which is at howtotrainyourservicedog.com. So we had a a rack card for that. So, you know, you have to put these things together. You have to do this. Um, Signage. Um, I just ordered a new, uh, a new, a only, a yard stake sign for Dream Dogs so we can put it out by the roads. As people drive by, they can see it. Little things like that we need. Uh, Crates, dog food, treats, toys, bowls. You know, you need to make sure, you need to plan things out. Are you going to have 20 dogs in this week and no dogs in next week? You know, how's that going to go? Where are these 20 dogs going to stay at? Uh, you know, so so there's a lot that's involved other than just like, I think it'd be fun to train puppies all day. Okay. Let me read some of the comments here. I see we have a whole bunch of them stacking up. Um, Nicole says, my first dog has multiple show titles and obedience, rally, agility, barn hunt, confirmation, and service dog training. Got to catch up with the others, right? So, mine have, um, they all have their Kid on Good Citizen now. Gypsy and Roma have Star Puppy. Arrow has the advanced two CGCs. Um, Rue and Zoe don't have them, and Gypsy and uh, Roma have not got to that point yet. They all have a, except for Roma so far, they all have a Trick Dog title of some point. Um, Zoe has her Trick Dog Champion. I think Arrow and Rue just have their Intermediate. No, Arrow has his Intermediate. Rue and um, Gypsy just have their Novice, and Roma's working on it. So, you know, I like the CGCs, I like the trick stuff. I don't, I don't have time to do the obedience rally, agility, barn hunt, and confirmation. Uh, we were thinking of confirmation with uh, Gypsy, but no, we didn't do it. Uh, so Cheryl says, it's interesting to see the difference between training methods from obedience and show ring and agility to service dog training, right? Yeah, and there is, there, there's differences there. There's differences between trainers, you know, between working with this trainer and then working with that trainer you know, what they do, what they say, how they do things, what happens, Uh, you know, it it is, it's neat to see the differences, and it's neat for me to learn the different things, so that's one of the reasons why we've done tug, we've done nose work, well, first, they both help with the service dog stuff, right, Um, Arrows done um, bite work, Um, you know, they have great focus, like, that's where I got some of my focus stuff, was from IPO training, So, you know, like you can draw from them, but it doesn't mean I'm teaching just knows work stuff, or I'm going to teach tug stuff, or I'm just going to teach IPO stuff because, mm, but, you know, like do something fun. I've done agility. My dogs were the least agility dogs. That was with Jedi and Zoe. A friend of mine was teaching classes at Dogwood Park years ago. So we went and she let me bring both of them. So we'd swap out and neither girl really liked to do them. A border calling a German shepherd, right? You'd think they'd love to do agility. Mm -mm, No, they weren't really into it. Um, Carolyn, hello, Carolyn. Hello, Tiana. Um, Cheryl says, I love the sign idea. I drove by it this last week. I I saw you drive by and turn around. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you're not the only one. So I want to get like a real nice, like a realtor type sign, you know, that goes like the T. Or, you know just something nice out there we haven't done it yet um, so I figured this is at least something while we figure out what we want to do and code wise what we can do um, but again it's it's little things like that that you you have to do like you have to think of if it's going to be a business and what we've seen with working with different trainers and mentoring them is for some of them they don't want to deal with it they don't understand what's all involved so, because we sell things, we collect sales tax on it, and we have to pay that sales tax to the state. It used to be quarterly; now it's monthly. That's a pain in the butt. to have to fill this form out monthly. It's not a long form; it doesn't take me long. It's still a pain in the butt. So, like, that's something you have to think about. I have to pay my insurance every year, um, you know, because we have it set up that way. So, you know, we do that. Uh, you know, we want to offer something. We need to call to make sure it's all okay with the insurance um you know the safety protocols involved because we do have dogs in who aren't the friendliest and we like ourselves the way we are without extra punctures in it so you know we're careful um you know meeting up with people beforehand you know do we want to do that do you want to do that do you want to charge for it do you want to do it for free we do it for free because if someone's going to make the drive out here to the ranch to meet with us or take time out of their day to talk to us on the phone, like, I'm not gonna charge them for that. And usually if we see them in person, we send them home with some eggs. Cause you know, my chickens like to give butt nuggets that we like to hand out to people. And Nicole says, I wish I could put a sign out, not a law for zoning. Yep, wanted to focus on silly dogs for manners and obedience service dog training and agility right now. And that's that's fantastic, Nicole. Like, I like that you have that focus. Uh, You know, we've worked with other mm, trainers for business stuff. And um, you know they're they're like have your and I listen to a bunch of podcast stuff and they're like have your ideal avatar your ideal client avatar, I C A right have your ideal client avatar, what is it is it like a a woman in her fifties who blah 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 like right? no like it's all walks with with service dog training I mean I guess if I like had a gym and I'm like doing gym memberships I'm gonna have an ideal client but everyone has dogs and that's one of the neat things about it is so many people have dogs and you're going to meet so many people from so many different walks of life. And I love finding out what my clients do, like what their jobs are, what they like to do, do they like to travel, where they like to travel to, where are they from? Not a lot of people are from Florida, you know, some are, um, and we've lived here for 12 or 13 years now. So we're basically natives and Karen's driven by twice. So Cheryl doesn't feel alone. Um, Nicole asked if we have a lot of no shows for free emails. I actually don't, I do have a couple, um, one out of 10 or 15 don't show, um, one week we had like two of them who didn't show and it was really weird cause it's usually not much that don't show and how we have it set up now is, um, they go through and they do it and then they get like a text and they'll get emails and they get a text and email reminder. So like one person's gone and canceled it beforehand and I'm like okay as long as you tell me um but I haven't had a lot who just don't show luckily knock on wood um we used to charge for them and then put it towards training Uh, when we lived in Gainesville we had the training center that's the other thing guys you got plenty of options as a professional you can do we had a training center in Gainesville it was like almost 3,000 square feet we do group classes we do private training out there and we do in-home for extra cost um we do drop off and pick up for boot camp there, but we take the dogs to our house. <coughs> it got to be boring. I didn't, we were looking, do we want to buy a training facility? We'd have to do, to make it work financially, most people for training facilities have to do doggy daycare and boarding. If we did doggy daycare, someone would have to be there 24 7, and I didn't want to be there 24 7. And I don't want Rich to be there 24-7. And I don't want to hire people to be there 24-7 because then you need to add more dogs in to make it work financially. Um, I didn't want to have a run of 20 or 40 dogs. When we had the training center in Gainesville, we were attached to a veterinarian and they boarded dogs. And the dogs boarded right on the other side. Here's the training room. Here's the wall. Here's where the dogs boarded. You know how loud it was? I went home every time we had class, I went home with a headache because of the barking dogs. Now granted, my dogs out here don't bark that much. Occasionally, like we had um, a few dogs in, like one of them might start, we, we stop it immediately. I do not tolerate the barking, it's annoying. Arrow barks whenever he wants to get let in, he'll run around our house outside from door to door barking at us until we let him in. That I'm okay with because if we got up off of our butts, he wouldn't be barking anymore. Um, but I, I, we decided no, we didn't wanna go that route. Instead, we wanted to find a place with some land and have a, you know, farm, have a ranch for the dogs and have people bring their dogs out here to us, concentrate on boarding trains because we got such better results with the boarding trains. We know the dogs better. We know the owners better and they just, they do better. You know, I had people who'd come to group class and they're like, well, my dog didn't learn this. I'm like, well, you came to one out of four group classes. You know, you need to to do the work. Or, you know, they wouldn't do the homework. We, and we tried different incentives for that. My son was in karate. And on the belt, they would take uh, electrical tape. You know, it's usually black, but they have it in colors, too. So they take electrical tape. And, like, if he was there for the week, so they'd have three classes a week. If he was there for all three classes, he'd get a stripe on his belt. So we started doing that on leashes. They'd get a stripe on their leash um, if they did their homework for the week. So we did that for a while. It didn't. It wasn't an incentive. Um, We did it where if you take these classes and pass, and these classes and pass, and these classes and and pass, because we were in a college town at Gainesville, your dog could earn his like PH dog, right? Or his master's degree or his bachelor's degree, right? Depending on how many classes you took and what what you had him in. We had a few dogs do that, not too many. Okay, what else? Privates, privates do well. privates where I go to their house we had sometimes I'd show up her rich would show up and they'd be in their nightgown yeah or we'd go to the house and dinner was on the stove and the kid was screaming and the tv was on and they're like okay here's the dog go train it." I'm like that's not what this is this is here to help you train if you want me to train the dog I can take him home with me and train him for three weeks and bring him back but I'm not coming to your house for an hour a week and training your dog and then leaving while you guys eat dinner and yell on TV. I've also had it where they're like, here's my kid. My kid's going to learn how to train the dog. No. So those are not ideal avatars, right? Um, ideal avatars are more, um, everyone who's come out lately has been fantastic. Um, you know, so, so we, uh, I'm happy with everyone I'm working with right now. So if, if you're working with me right now, give yourself a thumbs up because like I am so happy with how everything's going. Um, But, again, we we change things up, too. So, like, we added the calendar stuff a few months ago. So they can go online and they can schedule their own sessions. makes it easier on me. I'm not chasing people down. I'm not, you know, like, well, I forgot I had told you it would be this time they tell me and they don't make the class. You know, by doing that, by adding in the texting and the emailing for the reminders, it cuts down on the no-shows. It cuts down on the I forgot, and it takes a weight off of me. So how much can I get um, automated, versus me having to do this stuff. I don't train dogs as much as I used to. You know, I'm not hands-on, every dog, every time, every day. Why? I have Rich and Luke, and they're fantastic. So they let me do the business end of things, they let me do the podcasts, they let me do the webinars, I'm the one who usually does the phone calls. We have Rich do phone calls sometimes, um, but usually it's it's me, you know, whenever we're doing the evals. Um, Especially service dog evals, it's always me. Um, for the dream dog ones, I try to let him do it because he's amazing at it. I told you he's great with people. Um, he gets rambling sometimes, but don't we all like it's 40 minutes into this already. And I feel like I'm rambling for a while. Uh, but our goal is to help that because like I said, there's, there's nothing, there's nothing saying you need this, 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 we have certifications up the wazoo. It's funny someone asked me that do you have certifications is one of their questions because that's what they say you should ask whenever you're interviewing trainers and i just laughed and i'm like well i have my certified dog trainer certified dog trainer advanced professional dog training instructor my synalea training programs my uh certified trick dog instructor um i have oh come on akc the cgc's star puppy and trick dog evaluatorness i um, a member of IACP, uh, I'm good for the CPR, I'm a best-selling author, I know there's one more, maybe not, but you know, like, I'll rattle those off as I'm thinking about it, and they're like, oh, you're good then, oh, I know what else I've got, I know what it was, um, master Reiki person, essential oil, certified in that, like, two or three different ways, Three different ways um, for, for with dogs and then for people for aromatherapy so I've got those certifications uh, as well um, certified yoga instructor when we were doing doga I, I re- looked into that and I got that so I like certifications it gives me a goal not everybody does um, rich has his CGC his Sinalia and his certified dog trainer he has not looked into getting the certified dog trainer advanced or professional dog training instructor um, oh, he's also got his certified trick dog instructor, and I have people who are like, you don't need those. It's nice to have. I mean, the CGC one, you need two years of experience, and you need to be 18, so when Luke turns 18, he'll be getting his CGC evaluator. He can't get it before that. Um, but he's been training dogs for 15 years now with me, you know, Um there's that. So, I do recommend every dog trainer look into different certifications. Every dog trainer must have insurance if you're doing it, must have the LLC if you're doing it, especially if you're trying to make a go of it business wise. You know, if you're having business cards and, and that stuff. And if you're like, mm, not sure if I want to commit to that yet, talk to me about it. Um, you know, there's different things you can do. I was talking to somebody today who, um, you know, she doesn't want to do too much of it. So it's easier and it, that's great. She's super busy. Uh, I don't have a problem with that. Like go for it. Um, see if it's something you like. You don't have to go out. I didn't get an LLC for, I think I got my LLC six years ago, seven years ago, something like that. So I I did it for at least five years without it, you know, just seeing, I didn't have insurance, didn't have the LLC, just seeing if this is what I wanted to do. And I worked, I'd go to homes, I'd meet up people in city parks you know, is this what I wanna do? And it is. And so whenever Rich was laid off, I was like, do you wanna be a dog trainer too? Cause he had been helping me for years. I'm like, let's do it. Let's do this together. How fun would it be? And what if it worked? And I have sleepless nights. What if it doesn't work? Like we still had a mortgage. We had two car payments. It's not like we paid the mortgage off and we paid off the cars. So now all we have are the utility bills. And I know some trainers do that. And I'm like, that's amazing that you're able to do that we weren't and now we have two house payments and one car pay well two car payments and you know more bills you know you got the cell phones now we didn't have cell phones then we were very frugal um but you know you have a bunch that you're doing so you need to figure out you know how this is going to work um some people just are happy helping people out and that's fine but I want to make sure that you guys are giving out the right info too. So you're not telling people like, well, your service dog needs to be certified. Certified how? So what I take that to mean are the CGCs and the public access test and tasks. Those, that's fine. Okay. Uh, Michelle says, like I said, I don't like dealing with people. Right. Exactly. Nicole says, I want to do the IACP certifications, hopefully finishing my master's soon. That's awesome. Nicole, I know you're super busy with everything right now. Um, and Karen says, Your model's great. Uh, great advice, how you started as much like me. You're a great guide for trainers. Love your transparency and positive encouragement. Thank you, Karen. And that's Karen I've actually um, sent people to. Um, Karen's in Gainesville. Um, we're working together. Her dog Holstein is the one actually in the gluten video that I just posted up a couple hours ago. That's Karen and Holstein. And Karen is a fantastic person. I love her. And, uh, and I'm so excited to get to see how she's doing on this journey. So yeah, we had somebody who had contacted us, they were gonna come out for an eval, and then called up and they're like, we didn't realize you were an hour south of Gainesville, we don't wanna drive that far. Do you have any trainers up here? I said, well, i have got somebody I recommend, because I don't recommend any other trainers up in Gainesville because I know a lot of the trainers up in Gainesville and- you know drive here or i said you know contact karen and so i i I asked Karen. i'm like it's okay if i give her your number karen's like okay um so she had been working she'd been helping out with rescue stuff for years friends family for years when she brought her dog holstein out here for his eval i was blown away that he had some such a fantastic foundation already you know like he needed the task he needed some public access stuff but he was amazing so, you know, I felt very comfortable saying, "You can talk to Karen about it, so you know she's one of them that that I meet and I'm you know she joined um she got her um a k c uh c g c evaluatorness as i call it um she's the one who evaluated Roma for her star puppy and her c g c today and passed her by the way, yay Roma. Um, she joined IACP, she could not make it to conference this year, so she signed up to get the streaming, um, video stuff, so, like, she's very awesome about it, and that's what I look for when I look for trainers, you know, and uh, if Karen was like, I want to be one of your trainers, like, I know she kind of has her own thing, Galen, you know, like, that would work out, too, because she, she does, she has a great energy, she's great with the dogs, you know, people she's working with are very happy with her. So I think that's amazing and awesome. Nicole says, I just bought a house last year. (laughs) You can't be any busier, Nicole, than you are right now. Um, Karen says, thank you. Love you, too. And uh, Nicole says, quite inspiring. lighting a fire on my butt to get started on things, right? So this is how you guys want to know a little bit more. This is how I get started on things. This is my bullet journal. We started these two years ago, I want to say. Probably two years ago. And so what it is, is um, I do them now for every six months. So I have room. So I have months. I'll go through. um, Look up bullet journal if it's something you're interested. So here's 2018 stuff. Here's, you know, I put the month. I write it down and anything going on that month. And then I have, like, the next year. So, like, I need to get the CEUs to IACP in September of next year. So I need to do it every other year um, June 3rd, my bark box renews for the year, right? So like things like that too. Then I do the whole year or the whole month and I can write things in it. And then I have the week and you can see, I write in it what I'm doing every day to keep me on track. And then like notes. So like if I talk to somebody, I might write their notes down here. Um, and then I have in the back, you know, after I do the whole six months of this. So like, it's going to look like this here. This is October, November, if you can see this, right? so it's going to look like this I can check off things so when they get their heartworm on the first I check it off when I pay the sales tax I told you I have to pay the sales tax I check it off Um, but we do all that and then I have notes so here are um, here I took a webinar with somebody Russell Brunson about the perfect webinar funnel so those are my notes from that so anything like that. And then I'm not looking all over for notes because I have been in 20 different locations. Mm-mm. I've got everything in one spot. It's just a matter of finding the <laughs> – finding it. So, like, you can go and do that. So that keeps me motivated. That keeps me on track because if not, I kind of do whatever. You know, I would forget what I have to do. So tomorrow I have to go and get um, – medical testing done and then I wanna do Disney and I have to put up a podcast. So this is gonna be the podcast that I put up and then probably another one because I recorded a couple last week. Um, But you know, like I said, it keeps me on track. Uh, We have a farmhand, I write that down. Um, We have someone who comes out and cleans for us, so I write that down. Um, Evals I write down, training sessions I write down. You know, I go through at the beginning of each week and do it. Hi Jane, glad to see you too. Well, not really see you. Glad to see your little circle icon too. Uh, So, you know, it's a matter of finding what works for you. uh, What works for you professionally wise, um, you know, how much you want to do it. If you want to do just like help a couple dogs here and there. um, But if you're a professional trainer, an author is a professional trainer, you know, it it helps to have a group, have um, even like a mentor, a couple friends um, who are professional trainers who you can bounce ideas off of. Um, because it's hard. It is very hard and dog training is very isolating because of what you do. Um, If you guys have any questions, now's the time to write them in there. Um, it, It can be very isolating and I don't want it to be isolating for people. So we have a couple different groups on Facebook. One of them is our how to train your service dog group. We have some professionals in there. We have some not professionals in there. We just have people who are learning about service dogs for the first time in there, but it's called how to train your service dog it's the group. I also have one professional woman dog trainers. I think is what it's called. It's my woman group. And I started that one, let's say four or five years ago. Uh, And we have over 800 people in it now. So if you're a professional, or you want to be a professional, and it doesn't have to be a dog trainer, you could be like a dog groomer, or you know, a pet sitter or whatever, you have to be a professional dog person though, who's a woman, join that group. If you don't remember what it is, ask me about it. And it is professional woman dog trainers. Um, so that when it's not just, you know, what lipstick do you like to wear? What bra do you like to wear when you go out training? Like we talk about a lot of other things. And why that group started was because we were having a workshop. We were hosting a workshop. I don't even remember who it was. And we had some other trainers there. And they were saying they felt uncomfortable posting on some of the other groups because you know, the men would get on their case about things. So I'm like, well, that's silly. You shouldn't feel that way. And if you feel that way, I'm sure other people do. So I'm like, there, we got a woman group. And, you know, it's grown. I don't actively push for that, but we have people every week joining. Our numbers keep growing and growing, which is fantastic because women unite, right? Um, We have posies in there. We have balance trainers in there. We have every every way. Um, There's no bashing. There's no hate allowed. Um, so I like that a lot. I don't like dealing with drama. No drama llamas. Uh, but, you know, we do. I try to to help with that. Now, I have Rich I can always bounce ideas off of. I have Luke. I talk to my mom all the time. So I tell her about some of the dogs. Um, it, you know, and, and it makes it easier to have people you can bounce ideas off of. If you don't, it's it's much harder. Because you don't know if you're doing the right thing or not. And uh, And sometimes it's you know the answers that you get are harder answers um i have a problem this dog's doing this what should i do and the answer in a lot of groups is go work with somebody who knows what they're doing really that's your answer thanks appreciate it you know instead of giving helpful advice now sometimes i can't sometimes i've got to say you know like if you're working with a dog who's biting kids if you're working with a dog who's just a jerk no, you, you do need to work with somebody. But sometimes it's like, I just can't think of anything or I'm having a brain fart or what does this mean again? And you know, ask, ask away. That's, that's what everyone's there for. Michelle says, thanks. Going to look that up now says Jane. Awesome. And, uh, and Cheryl is well going to check out the woman group. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, it's for dog pros. Um, so I've had some clients who wanted to get in. Um, Cheryl, I know you have your history and I'm fine letting you in the group. Um, you know, and I'm like, mm, yeah. And then we have a couple others that I don't really do too much with yet, um, like Dream Dogs, Service Dog ones, and Dream Dogs After Training. Um, I'd like to because Facebook algorithms, they push the groups more than they push the pages. But the reason I do this on the page is so more people who haven't found me yet can find it. If I did it just in the group, just the people in the group would learn this stuff. and <laughs> I don't want that to happen. Um, but but like I said, I do have the – nobody wants to play with you. I know, it's so mean, so mean, Zoe, so we whenever barked at Roma in the face, um, but yeah, so so you need to find that support system, if you're thinking of becoming a professional trainer, or a service dog trainer, you have to be a dog trainer first, before you can be a service dog trainer, guys, um, and I have people all the time who ask me that, well, I want to be a service dog trainer, oh, are you a dog trainer now, nope, never had one, never been around service dogs, but I want to do it, Or, I'm a pro trainer and I can train service dogs, it can't be that hard. Well, that'd be as silly as me saying, I've never done anything like it, but okay, I can train a military working dog because it can't be that hard, right? Seriously? Do you want to trust that I can train a dog to detect a bomb just because I can train a dog to detect diabetes and now gluten, right? Migraines and medical issues, like do you really want to trust that I can do a bomb or do you want to work with somebody who's actually like done it before and knows what they're doing? Um, I'd rather work with somebody who knows what they're doing, but guess what? We do that. We mentor, we help people become trainers. We help people become service dog trainers. So if you're a trainer and you want to be a service dog trainer, if you're a not trainer who wants to be a trainer, like we help with all that. You're not going to find that information on the website though secret stuff. But uh, if you go to for the service, if you're a pro, pro trainer looking to be a service dog trainer, it's under how to train That's our online course. And that is what's going to get you started. And you're going to go through all of that. You're going to join our Facebook group called how to train your service dog. You're going to listen to our podcast called how to train your service dog. Listen to all of it, read through all of it, watch all the videos. It's awesome. And that's going to get you where you're understanding it more. And then once you do that, like you have questions, ask me. That's what I'm here for. Not that I can spend all day answering questions, but um, I need something to talk about in the webinars and podcasts, guys. (laughs) Uh, I do. I supervise over a lot of the training nowadays. Um, You know, Rich, he doesn't always feel comfortable doing the service dog stuff. I enjoy doing it, but, like, the the board and trains we have in right now, um, who do we have in? Cole and Seamus are doing amazing. Rich and Luke have been the ones primarily working them. Um, part of that's because medical stuff going on and just busy with everything else stuff. Um, the privates I've been doing yesterday, we had. let me see, here's yesterday. I did a private, I did an eval, I did another eval, and Rich did a video one. So that was great. And he worked the server the dogs that we have in, and, you know, other things. So it was nice, I miss having hands on every single dog. Who in. but the nice thing with having the the dogs in for three to four weeks is they have plenty of time with me and like last night what did I do I had um coal out on place with me for like an hour or two so like I still get hands on them I'm just not walking them part of the thing is I can't walk in the heat anyway too much that's why I go to Disney at night um the heat really gets to me and um you know it's a little a little harder um, Nicole says, I'm learning that there's a lot to teach in guide dog work right now, things I didn't know or think of. Nicole, I do want to talk to you about that. That would be great for being on the podcast um, or just doing a session because I'm very interested in what you're learning with that because that's one thing I don't do is guide dog work. All right? And Nicole says, you guys are busy, right? And Marvel prefers women, right? I prefer Marvel. He's awesome. Um, But I know when he comes in for boot camp too, Rich and Luke are gonna be working with him quite a bit as well, which is nice. So like when we do outings with the service dogs um, that we have in, I usually have one of mine and Rich has, you know, the the client, or Luke has the client dog. And then we'll switch off when we're out, um, depending on who I have and how I'm doing. So, you know, part of it is as we grow um, and Rich, so we had a couple trainers up in Gainesville, we don't anymore. Rich wants to get more trainers up in Gainesville. (laughs) <laughs> to, uh, there's a, to a way I want to too, because it is nice having a team. Like when we were up in Gainesville, we had at most, I want to say six trainers working with us. So me, Rich, Luke, and six others, right? It's a lot. I mean, Carrie was in Jacksonville. so But we had four um who lived close. So we'd go out and do things. Um, we'd go out. There was a bowling alley up there. I don't remember what it's called. But they would do like unlimited bowling and video games. And they had... um laser tag. So we would go there, um, maybe once a month or so as a group, you know, whoever could go, go. Um, we bowl, we'd get a pizza and wings. We'd, um, you know, we'd go play video games. We'd do laser tag. And it was super fun. Uh, you know, we've gone out to movies. We've gone to Disney together, uh, you know, for, for the service dog training, which is awesome. It's like the best thing whenever you get to go to Disney, uh, and train dogs there. But, uh, you know, it's also good just having me and Rich and Luke because we can control things a little bit more. But like I said, well, I, I say I'm not taking anyone else on. But you know, I'm sure we will um, because it is nice. I do like mentoring. We need more mentors, um, and that's you know life, ebb and flow, right? Ebb and flow. Okay. Um, if you guys don't have any questions, I'm gonna sign off. So let me know. i give you a couple minutes to answer, ask any questions. So how to be a professional trainer, work with your dog, get your dog as far as you can work with a trainer, get your dog as far as you can with that trainer. If you like what they're doing, talk to them about it. If you don't like what they're doing, find another trainer, get your dog as far as that trainer can take you. Talk to them about it, you know, work around with it. If you can't find any trainer that you like, dude, what are you doing? Um, but work with them. Uh, I'm always happy to help out people, you know, give advice. Like I said, we got the woman group. I do it there. Um, we got the service dog group. I try to there. There's some I can't. You know, some people, how do I train? How do I pick a puppy and train him up to be a service dog? Well, like, I can't give you all that information for free because it is very intensive. Um, But I can get you going with, you know, getting started with some of it. You know, and that's, we have a bunch of, you know, how to pick your dog. Uh, And I, I give probably a lot more away than I should. But you know what Zig Ziglar said, right? You can't give it away fast enough to go broke. You know, I, like I said, still got my mortgage to pay. I get people who are like, well, wait a minute, you train service dogs. Don't you do it for free? My mortgage doesn't take that. I trained up a service dog and I don't have to pay my mortgage for six months. You know, like I have my bills I need to pay. And now I have a big deductible on my insurance I have to pay. But, uh, you know, it happens. And, um, The nice thing is I get to meet people, I get to become part of their families, I get to become part of the Dream Dogs family, and we get to work together to make their dog the dog that they've always dreamed of, which is what I want for everybody. (laughs) But as you're working with those trainers, work with as many dogs as you can. Hands-on dogs is huge. Um, I had somebody tell me, she came out kind of for an interview, and we'll give her a dog, and she goes, right, it was Arrow, right, if you guys know Arrow the Malinois, right, who always wants to play toys when you come out. She gets right in front of his face and she goes, I just love to give him kisses. And we're like, nope, we're not doing this. You don't get your face that close to another dog's face who you haven't met yet. Because that dog, and take your nose off and that wouldn't be pretty, right? Um, We've had other ones uh, come out and one of them told me, you have to get down so you can hug the dog. What? You don't know this dog. We get so many dogs who wouldn't like that and you'd get your face ripped off. No, Mm -mm, not doing this. Um, we had one woman come out and the dogs hated her, like just did not like her. Nothing wrong with her. She was fine. Um, But the dogs all keyed off on her. And I'm like, this can't work. You know, um, we had one come out, a couple come out, found out that they were lying to us. I try to be trusting with people. So I guess that's my fault there. Tarned me for being too good looking and trusting. Right. Uh, So, you know, we've had to let a couple people go because of that. A couple people just found it wasn't their cup of tea. A couple people are doing great with it, which is awesome. Um, But everyone has their own path to go. Any class, any school that says, you can take this online course and you'll be a certified dog trainer is something to stay away from. You need hands-on experience. You need real life hands-on experience and you need real life hands-on experience with somebody who's done it before to be successful and to make you go with it and to love it. You have to love the dogs and the people You have to uh, do well with both. You have to be versatile in a variety of things. I started, did you guys know how I started training? I started training as a clicker trainer. Like clicker training was the bomb. I also started with a modified keeler. What the heck, right? Um, With the long leash and the walking, the, the square, right? But I started as clicker. Like I would never put those evil prong and shot collars on a dog. I love dogs, I would never hurt them. That prong collar, that hurt, right? That e-collar, that's like a taser. That's so mean. And then we had a dog and I'm like, dude, your dog's nuts. Yeah, you got one of those? Let me feel it. Because I've never actually felt one and I do have an open mind. Oh, really? This is nothing. Like, really? This is what everyone talks about? You've got to be kidding me. Where's the real e-collar at? Am I being punked? E-collars aren't tasers. Huh. Well, I know the basics of training. I know about applying the reinforcers and replying the reducers. Notice how I said that instead of treats and and punishers. Uh, I know how to encourage a behavior. Let let me learn a little bit more and I'm still learning. Like I'm looking forward to conference in two weeks because I'll get to learn quite a bit while I'm there. Right, and that's so cool. Um, But because I came from that positive background on a lighter touch than people who have come from a not positive background, who came like (laughs) yanking and choking on the dogs. Um, I do have that lighter touch. I do understand timing. Fantastic. my timing, when I'm awake and coherent, not always awake and coherent, my timing is spot on magnificent. I'm also very modest. Um, But you need that. And because I had that clicker background coming into using the leash more, because you don't use a leash as much in, in in, in clicker work. The leash is more just so the dog doesn't go running away, right? Or the dog's off leash because you don't need a leash to train a dog until there's a squirrel that goes by. Um, Then you just need better treats. But see, it doesn't work. So you're going to find that my way isn't going to be the best way for you possibly. And you're going to find that, well, my way, if you're going to become a trainer and actually work with a ton of dogs, um, you've had, I don't know how many dogs you've had in your life, say 10 dogs in your life, right? I saw five dogs yesterday, I saw five dogs today, plus the five that I own, plus the two that I have in for boot camp, you know, like, I've worked with that in, like, a day, what you have that you've worked with for the last 30 years, so, you know, and the dogs that your parents had, like, Cody, like, the dogs that your parents have growing up when you were a kid, they don't count, you didn't train them, Uh, we taught Maddie tricks, we had a golden retriever growing up, we taught her tricks, you know, she knew shake, and wave goodbye, and spin around, and... Doesn't mean we were trainers and doesn't mean that we trained her. We just taught her some tricks. So Jane says, so much time goes into training and most folks don't realize this. Yeah. And Cheryl says, that's why I drive to you after training five uh, down here. I like the way you approach training. Thank you, Cheryl. You know, that means a lot to me, Cheryl, because I get people who are like, what do you mean? You see collars and brown collars and service dogs. What? You take service dogs out at eight weeks old for an outing? You had gypsy at Disney at nine weeks old? Yeah. I did. Why wouldn't I? Don't be stupid. So I love that, Cheryl. And then I get people who drive from all over. I get people, and they can't drive, so we do the video sessions. You know, like we try to do it so it works, you know, so it works out well. Um, Nicole says, I've considered lately adding a part-time person to help with a few things. Nicole, what you're going to want to do is write down a list of things that you would like help with, okay? And it could be things like we have a farm person here who comes out, Autumn. She's fantastic. She actually did the logo for the service dog stuff. So I'm very excited to get that logo out there. Um, but she she designed up my logo for me. And I'm like, this is what I totally want. And she nailed it. So we have that. Um, she comes in the mornings. It's supposed to be three or five days a week. It's five days a week. Um, she comes out in the morning. She lets the goats out. She feeds the chickens and lets them out. Um, feed the goats if they need it. Oh no, we feed the goats at night. Um, waters everyone, scrubs out the water troughs, feeds the cows, um, picks up the dog poop. She'll cut the grass for us. She picks up the sticks. She she burns the sticks as needed. Um, you know any weird little odd things that need done. You know she do, does it. Rich and her will do it. Rich and I and her will do it. Like we we get it done, and it's really convenient to have. We also have somebody, uh, Mandy, who comes out and cleans house for us once a week. With five personal dogs, two cats, a bird three people and who knows how many dogs in for boarding and boarding train. I don't want to do it. I don't. So to me, it's worth it to pay Autumn to come out and help with the ranch stuff and Mandy to come out and help with the cleaning stuff than me to try to find time or set aside time, block off. Mandy's here usually for six to eight hours cleaning the house. So if I blocked off all that for cleaning the house, that means dogs don't get worked or it means two hours a day. I don't want to clean two hours a day. Like we still, we have to sweep up because of the dogs. We still have, you know, we do our laundry. There's still a lot that we do, but Mandy takes care of everything, um, which is fantastic. Um, So, so, you know, bringing in people like that, um, you can, you know, it's great. um, Bringing in people, if you're like, I don't want to do Instagram, like you can look into doing someone for Instagram, but you want to write up how you do stuff. So then whenever you have somebody, you have your... Um, standard operating procedure started, here. SOP started, right? So you can say, um, we did this with the farm. So I'm going to pivot right now for farm stuff. Um, in the morning, you know, like this is what you do. So we have it written down in the book in a binder. At night, you know, you get this many things of food, you walk down there, you put them all in their pen, you put down the food in these places. And then whenever they're done, you pick up the food bowls and you go. Like we have that, it's super easy at this point, but it's a start. So when we're gone and conference um, for a couple of days, you know, we we have that. So she's gonna be set with that. Um we have somebody who's coming, my parents are coming down to watch the dogs. Um so while they're here. They, we have two boot campers in and they're gonna work them and they're gonna see how these boot campers are gonna do like when they return to normal life. Return to civilian life, how are they gonna do? So we, we're gonna have, we have to work on you know, writing up strict instructions on this is what you need to do with the boot campers. I'm leaving three of my personal dogs here. is um, actually not coming to conference for the first time in four or five years. One, two, three, four. This be, he's gone to the last four conferences. He's not going this year. Um, Gypsy and Roma are going because they need the training. Um, So Rich is gonna have one and I get to have the other or we get to swap out and one of them gets to stay in the room Yeah, we'll see how it goes or we'll leave one of them here bring one down and then swap it halfway through But what we find is it's a lot for the dogs and they can't do a full day at conference So by being able to swap out the dogs, it's gonna really be nice. Uh, so, you know, we have that. So you, you need to write down like what it is that you want them to do and then you'll know, and then you'll be able to to advertise for it. So like when we do it, we advertise, you know, for the farmhand that we want someone who can come in two to three hours a day, three to five days a week. Um, you're going to care for the cows, the goats and the chickens. And what we got the first time we placed an ad was, I'll lunge your horses. We don't have horses. Um, can I go eat, pick the mushrooms and eat them? what are you talking about? You know, well, I, I can, I, we had this one girl call and she wanted to come out and work at the ranch and she was like 12 years old. I'm like, oh, sweet. Like, I can't have you come out. Um, it's, you know, like I know, but I love animals. I'm like, I, I felt so bad, but I'm like, I can't have a 12 year old come out here to work on the ranch as much as I would love to. Um, because I think it's great. And I want to encourage stuff like that. I've also had people come out when I check their Facebook They're like, F this, F that, mother effer, you know, finger, finger, finger. You know, I hate you all. I hate my job. I hate my boss. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not contacting you for this job. Um, I've had people come out where they're all like, I'm poor. I don't have any money. Here's my, you know, broken down car. And, you know, oh, life is just terrible. And I don't want that karma either. So, you know, when you're doing it, Nicole, like I said, write down what you're, what you want them to do. Um, You can always change it up, but it's a great place to start. And when you guys are writing down, if you want to be a professional trainer, write down why you want to be a professional trainer and what it is that you want to do. Do you want to work with puppies, adults, behavior, jumpers, biters, poolers, lungers? I love the dogs who are pulling out of control like crazy. Like, they're super fun. Um, Nicole says, when did you take your first service dog client? Uh, since I came in with a service dog, let me think back. So I'd, I'd always have them come out and like they do group class with me because they knew I had a service dog. So they come out and do group class. Um, they'd come out and do a boot camp with me <coughs> and we'd work on it. Um, I Sometimes they wouldn't even tell me that the dog was a service dog, right? So we do group classes and then I find them on Facebook or as we're talking to them, you know, at the end of class, they're like, oh yeah, it's my service dog. And I'm like, it's a what now? So I don't know when I took on the first one. I know it's been a while, but we didn't have a program for service dogs, right? People with service dogs or who were thinking getting a service dog would just contact me, especially when they find out I had a service dog. So Nicole, I know you're in the same boat. I am on that one that I'm sure you get people who come to you because you put stuff out on your service dogs and they, hold on. Sorry, throat. Um, they come to you for that, and so, like, they come to puppy class or a basic advanced intermediate class. They come to trick classes. Um, they they'd do a bunch, um, or they come out and do boot camp. I'm like, okay, but, you know, what I found is it wasn't enough. Like, just coming out and doing privates isn't enough. Just coming out and doing boot camp isn't enough and now we have the online stuff so and we're doing the group stuff so now you get the package you either get to come into the online only package which you don't have to actually come and do you can go to how to train your service dog it's only 97 dollars a month guys 97 dollars a month for a year and you get the course forever so it's our how to train your service Dog.com online package right then you get that with um our personal training how much personal training as much as you need um, most people we start out weekly every other weekly to every month um, and then it never ends so I get people who we text I get people who we do video calls every so often I actually had one of my clients who was like can you contact me right now can you call me right now is this a good time and I caught up I'm like what's up she goes I'm on the bus right now and I'm having a problem like the bus driver she said is slamming on the brakes and the service dogs getting knocked back and forth what do I do so I walked her through that on what to do and um, so I want people to know like, if questions come up like that, like I am here for you. So we have that, we have the privates, group classes in the villages, meetups at Disney, and field trips around Central Florida along with the online course. And if you're like, well, I don't live close enough to take advantage of any of those. No, you don't live close enough to take advantage of the, the get togethers, but you can still do the personal training and the online course. Um, that's 3,000. And then we have all that, the personal training, as much as you need, the online course, which in itself is $1,000, the group classes, the meetups at Disney, the field trips, and our five-week intensive immersion boot camp here at the ranch where we work on everything that your dog needs. Your dog gets to like work with us as a service dog for five weeks. Some dogs need to be taught sit, hopefully not your dog. And this is from whenever, before we did the package. Now we start private. So by the time your dog comes in, I know your dog, your dog knows me, your dog's comfortable out here and it's easier. So that program itself is 6,000. We have payment plans offered. Um, PayPal does a six month 0% interest. I like that one Um, we do custom payment plans with our people Uh, the border train has to be paid for Um, you know that one has to be paid for with the dog um, before they come in Um, unless you're um, what is it grandfathered in Uh, in which case it has to be paid for before your dog goes home so we have those different tiers because we saw that there was a need and that this fit the bill okay so not a lot of people do the group stuff which is fine. Like a lot of people, we get a lot of board and trains and they don't come in for the group stuff because they're busy. I get it. Most of the time who comes in for the group stuff is the service dog people because they know they need those outings and it's a great time to do it. Um, And then it's summer in Florida, so yay. Uh, So we have those. Um, The privates, yep, we'll do the meetups at Disney sometimes, Um, especially when it's cooler. Most of the stuff happens when it's cooler because it's just so freaking hot right now. Um, I'll have somebody say, you know, like, hey, can we work at, you know, can we go out and do an outing and do Walmart? Sure. Yeah. You just tell me that's what you're ready for, you know, and and I'm happy to do it. So Jane says, you never stop learning. And Cheryl says, I started an obedience over 25 years ago. Yep. So Nicole says, this is what she wants the person to do. So if anyone lives up by Nicole and wants to do this, um, cleaning out my crate room, supervising social time and help with it when I bring out a new dog, answer the phone, emails, perhaps Three days a week right now would help a lot. Heck, even picking up groceries would be awesome, or laundry. So with that, Nicole, if you don't mind my input on this, and you can say, um, supervising social time and help with it when you bring out a new dog, yes. So start with your dogs, because that's something that it takes a, an experience So I had one of my old trainers would be like, I'm naturally good with dogs. And I'm like, first of all, you're not. Second of all, stop telling people this because you're going to discourage the clients because they're going to say, well, I'm not, so I must not be able to do this. Um, So that's something I think it's great. But social is a little tricky depending on who you have. Now, you said you like to have a wild and crazy, so it shouldn't be, you know, an issue. That would be good. Here's answering the phone. So I know some of the professional trainers who say about stuff like this, say, you know, have somebody answer your phone. And you might, but make sure that they set up that time with you. Uh, because a lot of times, like I try to answer the phone all the time. Sometimes I have to push it through to voicemail. I have, a, I think, a pretty good voicemail message on there. Um, make sure that when you're meeting, it's with you. Like you are the trainer. If you have somebody else helping you train, and this is not just a call, but anybody, if you're having somebody help you train, you really don't want the people to meet them. You are the face of the business, and it must be that way. So whenever we had the two trainers in Gainesville, I would send them boot camp dogs. I would send them private dogs. They would get in touch to schedule that stuff. But it wouldn't be through me. Um, now they're no longer with us. So if everything went through me and then I delivered the dog and got the dog back, it would be a little bit easier. you know. But yeah, I mean, I like the idea of picking up groceries, doing laundry. You know, you need somebody to help you keep the house clean. You do. And the crate room... Yeah, yeah, that's, I think I'm going to try to see if we can get Autumn to do that too because it would be nice to have the crates, you know, have her clean out the crates so we don't have to clean out the crates. Not whenever they're like gross and poopy, but like just between dogs or like, you know, you put a dog in for a couple hours and then like it gets sand on the bottom because we live in Florida and it's all sand. Um, write this down in a book, it helps. Yeah, Nicole says... People will see me with my service dog in training in public, and then ask if I train service dogs. I should post more of what I'm training them to do. Nicole, definitely, yes, please. Um, people need to see that. So, like, Instagram's great for it. On um, Facebook's great for it. Um, one of the things I want to do is do up shirts and say, like, service dog trainer on the back. We have a couple of them. But then I gained weight and now I can't really fit into them comfortably. So as I'm losing weight, I'll fit into them again and you'll see pictures. Plus, I like to go tank tops in the summertime because it's flipping hot in Florida. Um, you learned social from Heather, Jason, and Chad. Yep, would teach a new person on how to do this. Perfect. Good. Yeah, because um, like I said, we had somebody who was like, you know, I'm like a dog genius and I can like do everything dog and it's just natural. And I'm like, you can't say, you have to say like this is what I'm looking for, this is what it is. So you can't learn better from with those three, um, which is great. But remember how normal pet people are, right? Um, So yeah, yeah, we've done um, Chad a couple times. Um, We've had it come down too whenever we were up at the training center. We've done socials, we've run them. I prefer uh, when dogs come out for boot camp or for privates, like I'll let them play with my dogs. I don't let client dogs play together like that. Um, So they'll, they just get to play with my dogs, which works. I have five, you know, like I've got a mini pack right here. Not a mini pack, I've got a full size pack right here. Um, but yeah, yeah, and and, um, and some people will get it and some people won't, but like it's one one of our safety protocols, okay, so we use wire crates for the most part, and whenever you're leashing up a dog, your face is above the crate, so the dog, if your face is right there in the crate, the dog could, you know, bite you easy enough. We start right away with crate protocol stuff, you know thresholds getting them in and out good with that Okay, now we're moving on but you know safety is first So when we get some of these dogs in Luke can handle them right away Eventually he can he's handled every dog who's come in here But in the beginning we're like no Luke this dog isn't for you until we get him out a few times and make sure Rich actually has a very fantastic energy around dogs. He's very mellow very calm and sometimes I can be a little bit keyed up so I have to like and this is going to sound really weird and woo-woo, and I'm sorry. But I have to like kind of mm, and hide that So um, to work with the dog. But for him, it just it comes naturally. Like he's a man he doesn't show his emotions all that much anyway. <laughs> Except for he's excited and everything's the best. But, uh, you know, he's great with dealing with some of these dogs in the beginning. So I let him. I don't say oh, I must deal with every dog like that. You know, no, he does. I'm there. I'm back up. But, but he's great with it. He's fantastic with it. So he does it um you know everyone has to do their what what they do best um and and help is always much 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 appreciated um but like i said i don't like i don't like cleaning the house i don't like doing the toilets i don't like wiping down things i don't like dusting i don't like sweeping and vacuuming it hurts my back to to sweep and vacuum and i don't want to do it so i pay somebody to come out and do it because it's a lot easier um cheryl says i need to set one up for marvel yeah Oh, social time, Cheryl? Yeah, next time he comes out, remind me and we'll just, we'll throw them all outside and play together (laughs) Uh, because he's great. Um, You know, he has pebbles there. Um, You know, Gypsy and Roma and him are going to play fantastic when he's here for boot camp. You know, when it's cool in the morning, ha ha ha, I don't get up that early. Uh, I do actually, but I don't get out of bed moving that early Um, or in the evening. And he's going to be here in the beginning of October. So it's much better in October than it is right now. Um, but yeah, 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 he'll, he'll get to play and have fun and race around. And again, with the service dogs, much more lenient. Um, the dogs who come in wanting to bite my face off or another dog's face off, ooh, they might not got socials because that's a liability right there. So they get to deal with just my dogs wandering around. I'm not necessarily playing, you know, I've just found that works for me. But I do love what I do. I love the service dog stuff. I love that our program, like I said, our program is less than a year old. What if we were doing was a five-week service dog boarding train last year or private. So you could do one or the other or both. We recommended doing both. Not everybody did because they thought they could get away with one or the other. Um, and so it was it was less than a year ago. That I was like, you know, we need to put this together into a program. And we did. And I was like, what do they need? What does a service dog Owner, trainer need to have a super successful service dog so I'm like okay I knew I needed to do a group class how do I do a group class I found a webinar how to do a group class or how to do online courses okay so what do we need in our online course so then we had to write everything out so like this this is part of it so we wrote out everything that was needed so task training And as I'm getting the videos that I like, I still have some that I want to make. I haven't made them yet. I want to make them and get them up there. I can always add more stuff to them. I just did one on elevators I need to get up on there. That'll be on my list of things to do on Thursday. So I'm just doing a little box here. Elevator. Vimeo. To service dog training program online. There. Now I will get it done because it's been a week and I haven't got that done yet. Uh, you know, so, so there's little things like that that I can do, but I knew I needed it done, so what's the first step? What's the second step? And if you want to be a professional trainer, these are things that you get to think about because it's part of it. Um, you know, filing with the, uh, if you're selling things, if you're just sending people on Amazon, you don't have to worry about it, but if you're selling things, you have to collect the sales tax. If you're, then you have to file for the sales tax, and you have to have the insurance, you have to have the LLC, that means you have to get your IRS EIN number, and now we're gonna do it all over again with the service dog nonprofit. But it'll be fun. We've done it. It'll be good. Okay? I'm going to sign off. I don't see any new questions coming up. It's been about an hour and a half, and I'm good to go. So, I'll catch you guys next week. I'm going to be here. Let me know if there's anything special you want me to talk about. Um, and I will see you guys next week. I hope you have a fantastic week. Check out Facebook group How to Train Your Service Dog. Check out Facebook if you're a professional trainer, professional woman dog trainers um, check out our podcast called how to train your service dog. This is our Tuesday night weekly webinar at 5 30 PM Eastern standard time on Tuesday and check out how to train your dog.com. It's fantastic. And then dream 9 D R E A M the letter K the number nine.com is our regularly scheduled website. Talk to you guys later. Bye Bye.